This is the Homeowner Show, episode 202. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to bring you the best information and options for you and your home. I'm Craig Williams, doing the show all by myself again. Well, not completely by myself. We got a, we got a guest in the studio tonight. Well, I turned off the music. Too. I'm, I'm going to mess something up tonight. That's fine. It's, it's live. It's good. Rip yeah. the band-aid off. Yeah, right? just pull that off. Yeah. We, we, no one likes the intro music anyway. They're just all waiting for something to go wrong with it. It's fine. So, But we, we are in studio tonight. Uh, talking all things flooring, uh, and it, we got a we got a previous guest in the studio again. Like this, this is actually fun. This is like for me. This is when the show gets fun. Is when we get get to bring in our old friends. Yeah, not that you're old, but yeah. you, we've been friends for a while. I certainly feel old. Yeah. So we got we got Adrian in the house, and Ad- say hello to everyone. Everybody. How's it going, everybody? Yeah, man. Thank <laughs> you, dude. Thank you, thank you for coming in. I know this was a little bit last minute. Um, but we're, we're going to have some fun tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always fun over here. So Kevin, uh, Kevin fled the country. Yeah. So, um, wow. we'll see, we'll see what develops with that. Um, and we'll, we'll get, uh, I'll, I'll let him I tell his, we were friends. Well, he fled the country. That's not, <laughs> that's not good. Kevin. He didn't, he didn't leave us like any notes or cash. Um, huh. he left his family. Um, <laughs> So we might need to check on Kevin. So, so actually, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, while he was out of the country, I don't even know if he knows this, uh, his, his wife reached out to, it was actually my dad. She reached out to my dad because all of a sudden the water on their property was just completely turned off. They, they have a well. And, and she's never had a well before. And I don't think Kevin's had a well before either. I, I don't know. I'll have to ask him about that. Um, but anyway, he, uh, she... Uh, she reached out to my dad and she's like, I don't have any water. There's, there's no electricity out in the shop. I don't know what to do. And so he kind of had to walk her through the process of like, okay, where's your breaker box? Where's this breaker box? And like, okay, we got to follow this back. Is that connected to the well house? And he said it took him, it only took him like 15, 20 minutes on the phone to kind of get her, get her to the breaker, find the one that was tripped, turn it on, got the water running in the house again course that happens when you're gone oh yeah every time yeah, yeah. and you know I, I have to imagine like if you have a well one of the things that you you have to be afraid of is running out of water like particularly right now you know yeah, i can imagine that yeah yeah it's and so like that would be the first thing that went through my mind is like did did we did we use all the water <laughs> is it gone? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you, you'd have to imagine that thing has a bottom. That's true. Yeah. Oh, Who knows? Country problems. Country problems. Yeah. It's, oh, you know, I I don't know which. Oh, this would be a good question. Would you rather have that or septic issues? Hmm. I know in my head know. which one because I would think. Well, issues. If you're gonna have issues with one, which one you which one are you gonna pick? Well, while there's not as many people that know how to work it or fix it or whatnot, uh huh. Septic just sounds bad. If you've got septic issues, I've uh-huh. heard of some people obviously doing in flooring that have had <laughs> septic issues that's just stuff coming up the wrong way from yeah, the that's drain. right. It's going the wrong way it's down a drain. Just, uh, <laughs> it's not just tap water coming out of the walls from busted pipe. It's sewage water and yeah, 
not good. That's not what you want to have in your carpet in your master bedroom. No, no. I'm, and I'll tell you, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I would rather have septic issues than well issues. Oh really? Oh yeah. Huh? Why is that? I can poop in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Folks. <laughs> you need a technical explanation. As to the difference That's between right. septic issues and well issues, yeah. I can poop I, wherever I, I want. I can't drill another well. Defiantly. Yeah, if, it, if it's empty, I'm done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Go find your own hole to poop in. <laughs> That's right. You got a shovel? Come on. Make it happen. It's like camping. It's fun. It's like camping. <laughs> hey. I'll go camping with you. <laughs> I do it away. Yeah. Away from the tent. I would find a different campsite with power and you'll, water. You'll, you'll never have a problem with bears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let, let's get into it a little bit. So you you actually have some exciting news. You just started new yeah. new venture. Absolutely. So what, what is what is this thing? What is this, this crazy floors. idea that you have? In-home floors. Yep, that's the name of it. Which it, I, I have to confess to everybody, it took me like 10 minutes to get it right before we got started. <laughs> I was really... <laughs> Was, it was tough. It was I mean, tough. that's a lot of syllables. <laughs> that's right for for a guy that poops in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but it is uh, in home floors. We are a full service flooring company. We do uh, carpet, laminate, vinyl, tile, you name it. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're also uh, going to be doing cabinetry as well as countertops. That's awesome. Oh, countertops. Mm-hmm. Okay, to be able to really help out the customer. Um, in the previous company that I worked for during the freeze, it was a big eye-opening moment through COVID and the freeze. We've seen so many things that were big changing in our industry. One of them being these customers are, are put out. They don't, they weren't planning on getting flooring. The, the freeze customers, they weren't planning on getting flooring. They didn't, they didn't know. And then now we're thrust into a situation where everyone needs flooring all at once. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just you have you're you're stuck waiting for insurance, trying to figure out how insurance works because you've been paying them ten years and you've never done it before. <laughs> you and everybody never made else, a claim, yeah. Insurance doesn't know what the heck's going on, and and now you're you've got a flooring company. Well, it's not just flooring. You need a sheetrocking company and a painting company and a cabinet company and a countertop mm-hmm. company just to get you back to some semblance of life. Yeah, and and so many people are getting taken advantage of. Uh, and paying a premium to people that can do all those things because it's just just give me a check, sign it, and uh, get it done. Uh, I don't want to have to deal with this. And it was just it was tough seeing customers go through that. Like I can help you. We need to get you something that matches your house, not something that just just looks pretty. It needs right. to match your situation. But then you know they go with someone else down the street because. They've got a guy for this. They've got a guy for that. And it was just uh, people were running into such bad situations. Uh, so we do want to be able to get uh, countertops and cabinets. That way we get the whole kitchen remodel, yeah. the whole kit bathroom remodel. That way it's just one person, one point of contact, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and, and the situation that you're describing, I think, is is one that at least people that live close to here are pretty familiar with. Because if, if you know, last, oh, what is it, last, was it last winter or the winter before? Winter when all, before. Winter before and all pipes burst. Um you know, when, when people flood like that in their kitchen, like, yeah, they need to replace their floors. But if you flood, like, yeah, you got to replace the cabinets. Yeah, you got to mm-hmm. replace those. And if you're replacing the cabinets and you haven't replaced the countertops in 15 years, well, okay, let's yeah, just go great. ahead. And, yeah, let's just do that because, like, we're going to get all new stuff, you know, 
underneath it anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the time when you're replacing cabinets, they'll tell you, like, well, if you're ripping the cabinets out, we got to take the countertop out anyway. Yeah. So as soon as you start to take the cabinet out, the countertop breaks. Yeah. And now it's included in the insurance claim. And then the bottom cabinets, you know, were from 20 years ago. They don't match the top cabinets. Right. Now you got to take the top cabinets out, too. There's a lot to it. Uh, and helping it's, it's people. like the first domino falls and right. then da, 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 yeah and, and being able to describe that and okay i understand you know you're in a tough situation you weren't planning on doing this but here's the plan here's what we're going to do we're going to go through these steps and this is where we're going to end up right they like just that sense of security knowing that these people know what they're talking about and they can get me to where i need to go efficiently and easily mm. is uh is the the flooring that tends to be replaced first when people walk in, like let, let's say people are or they, they just I mean like the the thing that we're dealing with right now everybody's buying houses selling houses mm-hmm. you buy a house the first thing people want to replace I would imagine is like kitchen flooring, right mm, or bathroom flooring anywhere where there's the carpet oh and they just they're wanting to get rid of carpet yeah the the in fact um, most people don't know this but there's a lot of stuff that gets underneath your carpet uh-huh. and. Uh, Unfortunately, while carpet used to be a very popular option, it's kind of on its way out now, especially down here in the South where uh, installation for hard surface is so much more cost effective. Huh. You know, up North, actually, the same thing that we pay for down here in tile installation, they pay four times the cost for the installer. Huh. We have a very large pool of skilled labor down here that's pretty cost effective. Yeah. So our hard surface installations actually are, are pretty cost effective compared to carpet. And people don't want someone's old carpet, right? I mean, that's like having someone's old mattress. It's just. Well, I mean, are, are people do are people in general just having an aversion towards carpet? I mean, like, because I mean, like where there's carpet before, like you could just go back and you could get you could get nice carpet mm-hmm. and, and put carpet down. Yeah, and there there are people that still love carpet uh-huh. and uh, and want it in the bedrooms. You know, you don't want to turn out of the bed and put your feet first down on a cold hard surface, right? Right. Uh, so there is still a very big market for carpet, just not. Someone else's carpet. Yeah, you don't want. <laughs> yeah, you don't so want those people that didn't poop in the yard. Right, the ones that did not poop in the yard. <laughs> they didn't know what to do. They're getting get a lot of mileage carpet. out of that. Yeah. Out the poop. Out of that. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, like I, I say that jokingly, but like, yeah, I'm I'm halfway kidding. Like, <laughs> it's I've, uh, I've been in that house. <laughs> and well, I got and out real quick. Well, that's what uh, I mean. Case in point, a lot of things happen in carpet and people try to clean it up and move it around yeah. and you go to buy a house and it smells brand new and everything and then by the time you move in and it's the little pad is not as fresh as it was yeah. and all the cats and the dogs <laughs> and everything else start to become evident. People just want to replace yeah. carpet first. But um, out of the places that they want to remodel, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, probably the bathroom, the master bathroom first. Yeah. Um, most of your designers will tell you that, you know, if there's a two rooms in the house that are different flooring than the entire rest of the house, it'll be the master bathroom and the kitchen mm-hmm. because those two rooms are shown. The data shows that those are very, very personal to that homeowner. Right. right? So uh, those are the rooms that get changed first. Now, unfortunately, those are probably the two most expensive rooms in the house because yeah. of the cabinets and the counters and, you know, tiling walls and shower pans and stuff like that. Uh, but if they are doing a remodel, usually the kitchen or master bathroom is in place somehow. Yeah, I mean, th- th- those have to be, 
the most labor intensive remodel rooms in the in the house because there's so many skilled trades that are needed in that one room. I mean, a living room. I mean, you have a painter and a floor guy, right? And maybe someone AV to hook up the home theater system, but yeah. kitchen it's totally different. You need a plumber, you need a countertop guy, you need a cabinet guy, a flooring guy. Yep. You know, uh, someone to do all the um, uh, appliances, right? I mean, the whole. You could be architectural. Most mm-hmm. of the time when you're running into people that want to move walls or remove walls or, or change this around and where are the supports is because they're redoing their kitchen. Mm. Are you are you seeing people have weird requests for rooms? And what I mean, like, I've seen some kitchens recently that have, like, wood flooring, and I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Um, and, like, like, hardwood flooring, not, like, laminate or, yeah. you know, any of that vinyl or any of that kind of stuff, but, like, wood flooring in the kitchen. Or yeah. wood flooring in the bathroom, yeah. I mean things things like that. Carpet in the bathroom. Carpet. In, I Still I bought a house it. with carpet in the bathroom. That yeah. was the worst. Yeah, and then and that yeah, that's pretty bad. The worst is when you get the customer asking you to do that. Like, well, that, that's kind of why I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, like, do you have people asking you to do that kind of stuff? Yes, uh, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of different things out there, uh, but for the most part, people listen to reason. If mm-hmm. you show them. Hey, this is why you don't want to do that. You can if you want. Yeah. And I've had people that had hardwood in their kitchen for twenty five years without issue. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, go give it to the people, man. Tell tell them. I'm yeah. like, let's let's start it right. Why why would you not want hardwood in your kitchen and or bathroom? Because of the high traffic, hardwood is the softest of all the hard surfaces. Okay. So it is the most prone to scratching, uh, but mainly because of the water, mm. and um, and uh, yes, flooding is an issue, but also residual. Moisture. I mean, if you spill a glass of water, spill a glass of water, or you run the dishwasher a lot, right? You open up that dishwasher, all the steam and the hot water, a little bit drips onto the floor. Mm-hmm. You do that if you got a busy household and you're doing that, you know, mm-hmm. three, four times a week, you're going to damage that hardwood. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, with hardwood, unfortunately, uh, well, the the beauty behind the hardwood is it's a natural surface, right? Each plank is unique and different to the one next to it. And as such, they take stain differently. Yeah. So even if you bought the same thing two years from now, and it's, it just so happens to not be discontinued, <laughs> and everything is still right, and the color's still available, it's going to be a different color. Just because the when that tree was cut down, whether it was more dry or more wet, the stain is taken differently, and it is a different color. Yeah. You cannot replicate it. So, it, so I mean, like for the kitchen, I mean, like, mm-hmm. are you... Is, at the top of your list, is it always going to be tile? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that is, uh, that's always the best. Um, out of all the waterproof solutions, tile is the one that is the most uh, waterproof. Okay. Uh, borderline floodproof, as long as it's installed properly. Okay. Whereas, the, like, the, the waterproof laminate or the waterproof vinyl, it's waterproof up until it's installed as a floor, unfortunately. <laughs> and then you get large amounts of water on it, and... It's it's submerged and now voided in the warranty. Yeah. So what I mean, like, so top 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 tiers tile, mm-hmm. and are we talking like ceramic? Are we talking? Because uh, I know there's different ceramic and porcelain. Okay. Uh, there's also natural stone, which I don't recommend for a kitchen. I actually would recommend natural stone in a kitchen, beneath probably laminate and vinyl. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know this about natural stone. Uh, well, they don't assume it. Um, it's porous. Right, and unless you're polishing and cleaning that surface, it is prone to staining, just like uh, granite countertops used to be. Right? Okay. Uh, if you don't seal it, or it can stain. You put something acidic in it, 
you spill the pizza sauce or something like that, and now you've got a red stain on your foot. Wine, red wine. Mm-hmm. You know, you can stain a natural stone surface, and so unless you maintain it, which is expensive, and right? Most people don't know. It doesn't. They don't put it very bright and clear on the box because then they wouldn't sell very many boxes. Yeah. And so what what are some examples of like natural stone that people like to use? Uh, marble. Okay. Uh, cor- marble is uh, real, real big. Uh, it's beautiful. I mean, absolutely stunning. Uh, and, and it's used a lot in backsplashes and even in showers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it can. It's it, it'll be it'll last you forever, but you have to maintain it. It does mm. take a next level of care that most people are not committed to. Right. Uh, because it gives you, I mean, it is a natural stone, right? It's it's just like the hardwood. No two planks are ever the same, mm. right? It's it's totally unique every single time. But if you don't take care of it, it won't last you so length of time. If, if someone's like insistent on marble, like what are what do you need? What are the expectations you need to give them in order to maintain that? Um, you need to. We don't sell or install marble, natural stone, just because of that those issues. Okay, but you need to. Um, look up for that specific product that you get, what the manufacturer recommends. Uh, there's no warranties on it. Right. It's a natural product. Uh, but you need to see what the manufacturer recommends as far as how to keep the finish looking right, how often you should clean it, how often you should have it resealed, uh, et cetera, and then follow those directions. Okay. To a T. Yeah. So what, whatever the manufacturer recommends. Correct. Is that typically Usually like, like a sealant or something that you yeah, put on there? Yeah. Polish. Okay. Have it polished. Have it cleaned. Uh, some of the cleaners that you get for it actually have the polish in it. Okay. Right? It's not the most you know, cost-effective thing on the, on the shopping cart. But, <laughs> uh, but there are things to do to help with that. But you need to make sure that when you know what you're getting yourself into when you do go a natural stone option. While it is okay. beautiful, it uh, can be hard. Are there other examples of natural stone that people are really digging other than marble? Um, not really. I mean, uh, granite used to be... And, but not so much for like flooring, right? No, not for yeah. not for flooring. Sometimes still for like a surround for a um, uh, fireplace, mm-hmm. or they're taking it off of the countertop and doing it up the backsplash, right? Uh, but usually when they're for flooring options, it's uh, marble when they okay. want a decorative look. So tile, and then what's what's next for you is if we're doing like kitchen bathroom kind of stuff. Mm, I would have to say vinyl. Vinyl? Um, vinyl and uh, shortly after that, laminate. Um, the vinyl's great because the, the planks are 100% waterproof. And right. if you and in the event of a flood, if you get to it quick enough, you can take the planks up, mm-hmm. clean and dry the floor, and reinstall the planks. Really? Uh, yeah, and, and it's done often, but it's one of those things you have to know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people think that because it's waterproof... You can just leave it. You could just leave it. Uh-huh. And that I would might think be that. the case. I would totally think that. Yeah. 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 I mean, you were told it's waterproof. There's water on it. Don't have to worry about it. It's waterproof. Well, unfortunately, uh, you've created a waterproof barrier on top of concrete, which is a big, hard sponge, right? And if water gets underneath, it gets trapped. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mold can set within 24 hours. Right. Right. So it, you have to take up the planks and install. So, is vinyl a great option for kitchen? Yeah, absolutely. But if you do flood, take up those planks. And if it's something small like your dishwasher leaked or mm-hmm. your toilet overflowed and you caught it quick enough, yeah, that's easy enough. But are they are they typically like glued down? No. Gluing no. down vinyl is more of a commercial thing. Okay. And it's widely done in the commercial atmosphere, but it just it, it's not very comfortable. 
It's not very warm. They're cool. The, the so vinyls for glue down are thinner. Okay. Far more thin. Uh, it's so what, just, what holds it to the floor then? I mean, like... It's a floating floor. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, your laminates, your vinyls, for the most part, are floating floors. Hmm. Yeah. Do you, is there... Because I know with laminate, you typically want to get, like, you know, the most expensive underlayment that you could probably get. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that the same with vinyl? Is there... Um, that's actually something that's gotten a lot of people in trouble. Because vinyl is not very thick in and of itself, most of your uh, products out there for floating vinyl are between, you know, five to seven millimeters thick. Right. Well, the click and lock system that binds the two together is mm-hmm. obviously half that thickness. There's a male and a female end. Right. And so you're talking about a system to click and lock that you walk on every day, point contact, that's only, you know, two or three mils of thickness. That's, you know, a couple of credit cards thick. Yeah. And if you have too much cushion underneath there, you've got too much play in that click and lock system, and you will snap it and break it. And that voids your uh, warranties from the manufacturer. will also cause, if you leave water sitting on top, it now can go through and get trapped underneath and then mold and mildew. Or if it's, you know, cat urine or, or dogs, yeah. you know. Sealing the stink. <laughs> right. Sealing the stink. Yeah. That's but, nice. uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of, you, you need to know what you're purchasing, uh-huh. make sure that it's uh, it's a good fit for you. Just because it's good for your neighbor doesn't necessarily mean it's a good fit for you. doesn't mean that it's not, yeah. but you need to make sure that that what you're getting does fit what your wants and needs are, and you're not, uh, you're installing it exactly how the manufacturer says for their specific product, because vinyl is something that's, uh, it's been around for a long time, but it's only been popular residentially for the last like four or five years since yeah. Harvey, right? yeah. Uh, are people, I mean, like I remember looking at it pretty, pretty early when it was started getting popular. Mm -hmm. And my, my big objection was, is that it looked plastic, Mm -hmm. you know, it didn't, it didn't look good from, for like, you know, for me, it didn't pass the sniff test. It was like, I see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I see that you're trying to make it look like wood and, but it doesn't. One Um, of the problems, uh, and that's something that they're going through in the, in the market with vinyl is previously glue down vinyl is very thin. Right, mm-hmm. most of your stuff out there is two millimeters, three millimeters thick, the total thing, right? So, right. I mean, it's very, very, very flimsy. Well, now you've got everybody wanting it, and you know you can only put so much texture to make it look good, right? When the total thickness of the entire product core and and pad and all is, you know, four or five millimeters thick, right? So then it was well, we need to make it thicker that way we can get more texture, and then because it's got more product now, it's more expensive, yeah. Vinyl, even now, uh, vinyl, you can get the some uh, cost-effective stuff at the big box stores, I think for like $1.52 a foot mm-hmm. uh, that have very, very, very little wear layer. And you can get stuff out there for $20-plus a foot for vinyl. And it's, it's hard to tell what the difference is, but a lot of it is meant to fix that problem that they had when it was brand new and they were just shelling it out. Yeah. You can only make something look so good when it's that thin. You don't really have a lot of material to work with. Yeah. So, I mean, how much, how much thicker are they making it now? Uh, I mean, honestly, there's stuff out there you can get that's almost stop a bullet. Uh, <laughs> I've got a, a couple in the showroom. That I really are, want to test that theory right now. So. Uh, I mean, I'd be happy to. We can, <laughs> we, we can make some videos. It could be the next show. I can <laughs> bring a couple pieces out here and we can see what exactly. But, um, some of the more thick stuff, eight millimeter, 10 millimeter. Okay. Uh, thick. That is pretty thick. I mean, yeah. Uh, and I mean, and if it's an SPC core, which is a stone polymer core instead of the wood polymer, 
it's um I mean it's hefty. When you put that when you hold that plank in your hand and then you hold something from a box store in your hand, it's like there's not I mean you don't even think it's the same kind of floor. Like right. just these two are both not vinyl. They can't be. I mean so but you know, not everybody needs you know bulletproof <laughs> vinyl and should, needs to spend that much money. So yeah. figure out what works best for you. Uh, obviously, there's different installation materials and requirements for each different kind of product. Uh, a big one, actually, is a moisture barrier. Okay. A, in vinyl installation, something that uh, is coming up uh, that we didn't know because the manufacturers didn't tell us is that your vinyl should have a moisture barrier underneath, a, a poly binding. It, it looks a lot like a painter's plastic, okay. and it serves a lot of the same function. Uh but it's meant as a moisture barrier to protect your floor. Okay. Because moisture is getting trapped underneath and curling the, the planks. And it's turning into a bit of an issue uh, down, you know, in the southern part of the country where we don't humidity have Humidity exists. <laughs> where there's humidity. <laughs> and uh, we have concrete subfloors. We don't have basements. Right. right. So most of the installations are done on foundations. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, rains a lot, it floods a lot down here. So people are getting water damage from their slab on their uh, vinyl, which manufacturers didn't know. The flooring companies didn't know. Installers didn't know. Yeah. And we're, we're finding it out. And well, now it's, you know, we've been full steam ahead on this vinyl without really knowing and having a lot of track record. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people don't realize that they're, uh, like they're, they're concrete foundations. I mean, like while hard are a giant sponge. Yeah. And uh, are not impenetrable. No. I mean, like, uh, people, uh, many people are very, very surprised when I, when I tell them how many openings in their foundation that there really are that go all the way through to the ground. Yeah. You know, and they, there's many. Yeah. And there have to be. And, you know, there's some times where you can, you know, in, we train to look at the floor and try to find problems before the installation starts. That way we can kind of prepare the customer. And, you know, you take off all the, the floor. I mean, because flooring is cosmetic. Mm-hmm. Right, it doesn't doesn't serve any structural purpose of the house. It's just to make your floor look pretty. Right, right. You take off the floor, and there are visible wet spots. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's been no water damage, but there are wet spots in your foundation, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, it's it's not even something you have to describe. Like you see that, and you don't even have to tell them it's a wet spot. People don't realize how much water comes through, uh, and and flooring is very very expensive. Yeah. I mean, like, like around here, I, I can't tell you the number of times people have told me, like, hey, can you just seal up all the weep holes in my house? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not, no. There's I'm not, I'm not killing you and your family. <laughs> <laughs> not Rather today. Not. Yeah, no, and it, I mean, it's a shame. For, for, pe- for the people that don't know, I mean, like, that's how you get moisture out of your house, typically in a brick home, is, like, mm-hmm. you leave those weep holes so that it can weep the moisture out. Yeah. Yeah, so that you don't get water on your flooring so that you don't get those moisture pools in low-lying areas in your foundation and things like that. So, I mean, it doesn't solve all the problems, but it definitely, you know, doesn't create any. Correct. You know. And everyone everyone is different. I mean, you know, it, it could be there's moisture in your slab just because you have wet ground underneath you. It could yeah. be because you have crack in, in the pipe that's in the slab. It could be a number of things, but we don't know it. And it's it, everyone, every situation is different. Every mm-hmm. house is different. And they're all messed up. Here in Houston, <laughs> every slab is messed up. Yeah. Whether you know it yet or not, mm-hmm. or You'll if find it's old out. enough, it's, it's messed up. Yeah. So, okay, so vinyl, and then I, I'm, I'm guessing laminate from mm-hmm. there. And, and does, 
and I don't I don't know if you guys do this, but I know it's like the brand that everyone always does. But is Pergo laminate? Mm-hmm. Pergo okay. is laminate. Pergo is laminate. Uh, okay. Pergo is a name brand, right? Uh, and I think that they are uh, doing resilient flooring now is what they call, which is vinyl. Uh, oh. But Pergo has and always been laminate, and it's actually a brand that's owned by Mohawk. Okay, uh, and they do uh, a great job as far as uh, what it will last and the scratch resistance and the water resistance. Is that is that a brand you guys work with? Uh, no, Pergo is actually they're uh, like exclusive to, to the big box stores. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, but you guys can get very similar products. Yeah, they're owned by Mohawk, and you can get Mohawk products through the through the retailers. Uh-huh. Pergo has started to seep into some of the retail stores, uh, but it's not a very common thing yet. Yeah. Uh, so so let me ask you this: I mean, thing. just for people's own, like mm-hmm. like Pergo, I th- is it exclusively to Home Depot? Yes. Okay. So, but like, if you go get Mohawk flooring, which you have access to, yeah. is it any different? No. I mean, the <laughs> pictures are different. It's actually a better product. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, you can get uh, cheaper stuff in Mohawk, but most of your Pergo that's sold in Home Depot is not 12 millimeters thick. Right. Right? It's it's Even 10 millimeters, which is better than the contractor of the... Yeah, because you, you can know, get like 7 mil on the... Right. Yeah? Okay. Some of the more cheap stuff... So labor, labor Day sale. Yes, that's, that's what. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> closeout stuff. This uh-huh. is your yeah in the front of the store kind of thing, uh, and just uh, the purpose behind a thicker laminate is twofold. One, when something is more thin, it's that's where you get that click clacky sound, mm-hmm. right? It's um, uh, it's going to be much more loud. It doesn't sound like wood. You know, they they do a really good job making it look like wood, but then when someone walks on it or the dogs walk on it and their nails carry, mm-hmm. the, the the more thin the plank, the more uh, noisy it sounds. Okay. But also twofold, it's uh, dimensional stability, uh, which is fancy words for doesn't bend. Obviously, the more thick the plank, the less likely it is to bend. So if you've got a lot of water in an area and you're trying to clean it up, well, if you step on the plank and it's more thin, it's more likely to flex. Interesting. Where the planks meet. And if it flexes, water can seep in that little area and then you've got moisture in between your two planks, and your floor's ruined. Uh. So the more thick the floor, actually, the better dimensionally stable it is. Uh, would be less likely to f- uh, flex. And usually, when you see wearing and laminate, mm-hmm. uh, be that from water damage or just from wearing, it's at the corners. And the reason that is is because it's a more thick plank. I'm sorry, a more thin plank. Mm-hmm. And so your socks, just walking on it, has flexed that one plank just a little bit lower, mm-hmm. and you slide your foot across, and it catches that next plank on the edge. And it just wears the image off eventually. Huh. But that to say, it is very good stuff and on the rise. Uh, I mean, much of the uh, Mohawk's brand, actually, specifically, uh, is on back order. Really? Uh, and definitely almost Indefin- there. Oh my gosh. A lot of the stuff is you know three and four months behind just because of how popular it is. Revwood is their brand for uh, the retailers. Okay. Uh, but they actually, uh, they're made in America and they're... Uh, they open open up a new plant here stateside. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, open up another plant uh, specifically for our market, and it, they're still not able to keep up with the demand. Uh, we're learning of uh, issues with vinyl installations, uh, mainly the water issues that we have down here, and, and laminate is taking back over. It's uh, it's I mean something we've done since the 70s and 80s, right? We right. know about it. Uh, from the cheapest, cheapest stuff to the most expensive stuff, it's like a three, four dollar swing. Huh. Different to vinyl, three to four dollars like per square foot. Per square foot difference from the highest 
to the highest, highest, highest to the lowest. Right. Whereas, you know, vinyl, hardwood, you know, you're talking about you know, 15 to $20 difference from the highest to the lowest. Like, it's just... That's crazy. Yeah. So you can get some really, really, really good stuff and it not have to pay, you know, out the nose for it. Is it, do you think the popularity is just because of the affordability compared to like some of the other, I mean, cause it, I mean, like it, I mean, correct me yes. if I'm wrong, but like it's cheaper than hardwood. It's cheaper than tile. Yes. Uh, usually dollar for dollar, the laminate and the vinyl are going to be neck and neck. Okay. Uh, there are obvious exceptions both ways. Uh, but the laminate is becoming more popular because it's, I mean, much better for scratching than vinyl. The the new technology is making it more and more waterproof. We've mm-hmm. got waterproofs that actually have a submersion warranty of 300 hours. That's something like 10 days it can be submerged and still be installed as a floor. So, I mean, it's about as waterproof as you can get. Right. Um, so, all the technology is making it more waterproof. It's more thick. It feels like wood. It's warmer. Mm-hmm. It's softer. I mean, the vinyl is a stone core, so it is a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um and so laminate is actually absolutely making a comeback uh, because it is cost effective and it's the family floor. Right. Yeah. You can look nice, not having to spend as much money. Right. And you don't care if so much if it only lasts 10 years because by then Susie and Johnny are off to school. Right. And even then in 10 years or 15 years when you move out, a good cleaning and the floor is still good. Right. You know, unfortunately, the, uh, the, the technology that they use to protect vinyl uh, is a similar kind of idea to like a car right? with clear coats on the top, right? The more clear coats that you put, the more protectant of the paint, but you can scratch and get like swirls, little micro swirls yeah. into the finish. We found out that that was happening to vinyl. So now there's a lot of all the new technologies making it more scratch protectant, ah. you know, coating it with the top to make sure that, you know, you get the micro abrasions down. But, you know, we're learning that now and, <laughs> and putting it in the floor. Unfortunate for the people that all... I'll put it in already. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Well, and so one of the other things, uh, was there anything else about the flooring throughout the house that you wanted to, to hit on? Not really. Uh, the hardwood is uh, a beautiful option. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the planks are, uh, are, are unique. Uh, and it's still a good option for people in their homes. Just make sure, just like with everything else, you know what you're getting yourself into and you're willing to commit the resources, be that time, be that money, uh, or extra care. In mm-hmm. taking care of whatever the specific floor is that you pick for your wants and needs of your home. Yeah. You know, you don't want to have, you know, three German shepherds and four children with hardwood floors. It's just not a good idea. Could you do it? Yeah. Could you keep up with it? Absolutely. Is it going to take a lot of time and money to make sure that stuff stays good? Absolutely. And if you're willing to pay that price, <laughs> have at it. If you like it, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's those dog nails, man. Every oh, time. It really is. <laughs> And then it's it's not even scratching. I mean, there's three kinds of scratches, right, in the flooring world. There's scratching, mm-hmm. there's gouging, and there's microabrasions. Gouging is when you're moving, you're pushing the refrigerator, and there was a bolt that was stuck underneath, and you've now yeah gouged cut that into floor. the wood. Yeah, right. Uh, scratching uh, is when you're you know dragging the suitcase, and that little plastic wheel cuts into it just right, and you've now scratched the floor. Uh, microabrasions is if you dumped you know a bag of sand on your floor and went dancing on it or you see those little swirl marks right you don't see it right off the bat uh-huh. but when you look down the hallway and you see the light coming in from the window you know you can see where skippy's taking a right hand turn to get to his bowl for the last five years you know it's just a lot of wear in that one little area yeah and you don't know that for you know several years worth of wear mm. and that's what we're finding out is happening with 
the uh, vinyl on the wood floors. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I really wanted to to ask you because you you're telling me you're fixing to fly out to pick up this truck. Yeah. And you're because you're doing this this mobile show center. Is that that right? That's correct. Okay. So, um, tell tell me about this thing because like this sounds this sounds interesting. Backing up a little bit, uh, I don't know if you uh, were around for this, but uh, we had uh, coronavirus that came through and was getting everybody sick. And what, what's this now? Coronavirus. <laughs> okay. It was a real bad sickness. It was yeah. kind of like, uh, well, I don't go there. Uh, but it was keeping everybody indoors, and it's changed so many different markets. And in ours, it uh, people weren't coming out to shop for floors. Mm. You know, they were wanting to stay home, and there was all kinds of great ideas for digital showrooms and you know Zoom cast to show the different kinds of floors, yeah. and then you know contactless. Let me just drop samples off. There's a lot of different things, uh, but many many businesses, not just flooring, many of them developed some way to bring your wares to the customer. Okay. You know, even Walmart and HEB and Kroger have the, the pickup areas, right? Where you right. shop and you drive and they load you up. Uh, mobile showrooms began very, very popular. No, it's not a new idea. I'm sure you've heard of Empire Floors or 50 Floors or Express Floors in our area. I mean, Empire Floors has been around for, I think, something close to 100 years. Oh, and wow. that's, that's what they do. They don't have a single showroom in the country. They just bring samples out to your house from a questionnaire that you... Uh, get asked when they call you on the phone or when you call them mm-hmm. and then they bring samples and go with it there. Uh, that's one way to buy floors. And then the other way is to go into a showroom. Right. But, you know, even before COVID started, there was a, um, a couple of common misconceptions with flooring showrooms. One, they're going to be more expensive. Right. You know, they're a specialty store. You know, yeah, it's probably good quality, but they're going to be more expensive. You know, most people start off their floor shopping at Lowe's and Home Depot, which is why they are the number one and number two flooring companies in the country. Mm. And every single one of them uh, has uh, difficulties with installation. Um, but that's where everybody goes first because they're scared of going to a retailer. They, want, they don't want to be met with high prices. They don't want to have a salesman sell them. It's just mm-hmm. there's a lot of misconceptions about flooring showrooms. Uh, well, even though I mean, like show. they they have they do have high pressure salesmen working the the flooring sections oh. of those big box stores. Yeah, uh, they they just do. And man, some of the some of the stories that I've got that have just some of the dumbest stuff that I've been told was at the box stores. <laughs> uh, I've done a lot of shopping uh, just to kind of see where everybody likes to hide their prices and where the, all the price points are at. And man, I've heard some dumb dumb stuff. But that's for a story for another probably time. a separate podcast right yeah, there that's a separate <laughs> podcast of good stories but uh mobile showrooms were not something new they've uh resurged uh unfortunately uh empire and the big guys that do it they don't really have mobile showrooms they give samples to the uh, uh to the salesman and they go out to the house and actually a lot of the flooring companies uh now uh they're you know shop from home or they're offering a shop at home service and mm-hmm. And that's what that is. They talk to you over the phone. They figure out, you know, what are some colors that you think you like? Yeah. And they will send a salesman out to your house and show you those colors. Well, unfortunately, not everybody's an interior designer. And unless you've been looking around and you've done some studying, you really know what you want, it's hard to describe to someone over the phone, you know, do you want brown or gray? Do you want rustic or formal? Do you want light or dark? You know, how much knots do you want? I mean, it's, it's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. And unfortunately, those salesmen are limited to how much they can carry out. I mean, you can't get a whole showroom out of someone's house. Mm. And unfortunately, the, the mobile showrooms, they have what's called chain sets. 
It's uh, an entire line with 15 samples usually in one little, it's connected by a chain, and they're usually little, you know, 10 inch by 10 inch squares of the material. And right. it's, here, take a look at this little 10 inch square. Can you imagine this in your whole house? <laughs> no, I can't. No. <laughs> but I mean, the, the people that shop for that kind of stuff, they don't go into the showrooms. They don't go to Lowe's or Home Depot. In fact, uh, most of the bigger companies that did the shop at home in my research, I found that largely they were more than double the price of not just ourselves, but our competition as well. I mean, mm. we're very competitive in the marketplace, and sure. uh, and there's not a whole whole lot difference in the pricing. But the the companies that do the retail mm-hmm. like like that, uh, the the shop at home service for a long time, they are in a lot of cases more than double the price, literally double the price per square foot for that flooring, and that just tells me that the customer that does that doesn't shop. I mean, they right, just, they're just not shopping around. I mean, they want they, convenience. You can call anybody and get a better price than that, a much better price. They want that convenience, yeah. right? So, uh, yes, there are mobile showrooms around, and there's been some really interesting ideas. Up north, uh, they've got guys that are actually repurposing ambulances. Oh, wow. And, like, Flooring Doctor, I think, is one of them, and it looks like an ambulance, and they've got all the different kind of floors. I mean, some really interesting yeah. stuff. So we've taken that and putting our own, uh, put our own unique spin on it. What we've done and are doing and are going to continue to do is yes we are going to have that showroom experience where you can come in with your designer and you can lay all the samples out and the cabinets and all all that stuff in the actual showroom but mm. if you want that shop at home experience we are actually going to be able to give you a shop at home experience we're getting 16 foot box trucks mm-hmm. equipping them to hold several hundred of the large samples in them and sending them out to your house now, the intention is not to go in the truck. That's a big insurance faux pas. Uh-huh. But I want the guys there to have everything that's needed because, you know, not everybody is a flooring expert, right? They right. need help. And you think that you want gray, and then, you know, in it looks great in the showroom, and then you take it to your house, and it's, it doesn't to- pop. it's yeah. a totally different color because your lighting is different. Or your cabinets are a little bit more brown. You thought they were gray, and now the flooring doesn't work. Well, now you have to trudge them all back into the car and schlep them up to the uh, to the showroom and then do it all over again. Yeah. You know, the salesman now can't come out there and give you a price because we don't have the material, so you got to do that over. So I wanted to be able to have the customer to see, one, the full large-size sample, and if it's the wrong color, cool. The guys will run back out to the truck, get the whole thing, and come back at once. Yeah. And it's... Um, so is it is this a deal where, like, they're going to have to be, like, onesie, twosie in out of the back of the truck? Or are you going to be able to, like, take, like, the whole, like, set of samples and just, like, roll them up to the house? Well, you don't want to take too much. Uh, sure. As when you're shopping, um, too much is, is actually will hurt you. Right. Uh, having some, you Telling someone what you want and then them bringing it to you. Right. Honestly, is the easiest way to shop. Um, uh, and so that's what it will be. You know, first we go into the house, take a look, tell me what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, light or dark or this, that. And then the guys go back out to the truck, bring a few samples out and start it from there. This one's a little bit darker. This one's a little bit lighter. Which one do you like? You know, oh, I actually kind of like this one, but can we get a little bit more of this? Absolutely. Let me go get it in the truck. And then I pull two or three more things that have whatever that quality is that they wanted and we can really narrow down in the house. That way there's not a back and forth. We can get it all taken care of right there for you. Make it simple. You don't have to worry about coming out to the showroom, mm-hmm. planning, you know, getting all the kids loaded up into the car to get them all down <laughs> there, which is a 
an experience. Yes. You know, uh, a production, if you will. <laughs> um, you know, everybody's there at home. It's more relaxed and it's a much easier and much more pleasant buying experience. Yeah. Uh, so we're kind of, you don't feel as bad about spanking your children in your own home as you do out in public. Exactly. Exactly. Just give him a good thrashing (laughs) right in front of the salesman. Show him, show him what he's missing. If he's, he hasn't had kids yet. Let him know if he doesn't give you that price that you're looking for. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Come for you next buddy. Yeah. Yeah, To make the price go up or down. You never know. Some people are different. (laughs) Or they could use the kids as leverage. Yeah. (laughs) Should I stop? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we want to be able to take that. Um, the very successful business model of, you know, the empires of the world, right. but also take that, uh, not take away that showroom experience, that seeing the bigger sample to really make sure that you pick the right thing. Cause flooring is expensive no yeah. matter what you pick. It's, it is expensive. And you know, uh, it's something that is not, if you get the wrong color in a car, I mean, you're going to get another one and, you know, statistics say three to five years. Right. You just pick a different color then. Flooring, the uh, the average, the statistics are 13 years. That really? Is the, that's the age of a floor before it goes into something new. Hmm. Uh, so I it's down there that. for a much longer time. It's like moving, man. You just don't want to like, you don't want to mess with it once you get it down. Right. Right. And much of, you know, much of our industry does follow people moving in and out of a home, purchasing of the home. People want to get the floor done before they move in. That way they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's... Helpful. We found it to be very helpful. Customers overwhelmingly love that shop at home experience that uh, that the showrooms and the other flooring companies have been trying to adapt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're looking to take that and crank up the dial and make it even easier for the customer to shop because they can't literally can shop the entire line from their house. Mm. So can you, I mean, uh, because you guys are, I, I, you say you're doing cabinets and countertops and, you know, flooring and, and all these kinds of things. I mean, would it, would it be difficult for you guys if, say, someone's remodeling the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know, could you guys then, and they're like, hey, we want to redo the backsplash of the, of the tub. Mm-hmm. That's something you guys can, yeah. can do as well. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, the only things we don't have right now, I mean, and we have people that can do these things. You know, other companies that we can refer that we've done business with before. But right. uh, the only things that we don't do specifically is the plumbing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, I mean, a lot of that stuff, if the plumbing hasn't been touched for 15 years. And my guy goes and tries to screw it back on to help the customer. Well, there's a good chance he can torque that pipe just just enough yep. Yep. to make a hairline fracture in the wall. And now, you know, we're beat. And it was honestly a plumbing thing. So uh, we don't. We don't do the plumbing ourselves. Okay. Uh, we do, we'll, we'll put back on a toilet for the customer just because it's a, a pretty simple thing. Uh, and then we don't do glass. Okay. Like uh, mirrors so and things like that. Okay. Mirrors, uh, the glass, frameless glass are for showers and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I'm on a mission to eradicate that anyway. <laughs> I hate those things. <laughs> they're, uh, they're very difficult and there's no such thing as, yeah, this glass is not going to give you water spots. It, they're lying. Yeah. They're it's lying. They're lying. <laughs> it's they're just, all liars. It's not true. Doesn't no. matter how much money you spend. Yeah. It's going to happen. So, I mean, like, uh, I, I haven't, I haven't had a, I don't have a door. I don't have glass on my shower. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yep. And it is the most glorious thing yep. ever. Yep. There's nothing to like clean. A, yep. School it's, shower. It's just a big yeah. area. Couple of drains on the floor, and you could do whatever. I'm good to go, man. So much. People are like, activities. "Don't you get cold?" No, the water is hot. Yep, I'm fine. 
I don't, I don't understand the need. It's like, but, and like, I also don't understand, like, you're like telling me, well, I need, like, I need to like have that separation in the room from who? <laughs> like what? Like it's glass. You can see through it. Yeah. It, a lot of people are doing uh, sim- or half walls, pony walls uh-huh. to accomplish the same thing. If they want to have some kind of privacy. Yeah. Uh, they'll do a pony wall and maybe a piece of glass on top of the pony wall yeah. that's that's frosted. Which that's what or, ours has. I guess you call it a pony wall. I mean, it's like it's it's right. so we could put a seat in the shower. That's all it's there for. Yeah. So I mean, that sort of function. Yeah. So and it keeps the water from splashing everywhere. I mean, but who cares? It'll dry off. It's fine. All right, style. It's style. It'll yeah. be fine. So wipe it up with the towel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everything else um, we can get done, and that was okay. the idea. We want to make it. One-stop shop, ease. I mean, that's our, our whole thing about the trucks is we want to make it easier for the customer to make a buying experience that is a fun, comfortable, and correct mm-hmm. thing for them. You know, that's not a just throw our hands up and, oh, well, now we've got the floor done. Well, now we've got to, you know, bring in our cabinet sample. And, you know, we brought the cabinet sample and picked the floors. Well, now that cabinet color is on back order for six months and we're going to have to go something different. Well, that's now going to change the floor and you're, you know, running all over town trying to be a general contractor. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to make that, uh, eliminate that for the most part. And we can do get most, if not all, of the remodel done that you're wanting. Uh, and being able to bring all of your countertops, all of your cabinets, all of your flowing options. And you can literally shop yeah. in person in your living room. Are, are you guys on the on the countertops? Are you guys able to do stone? Or are you guys just, mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah, it's, it's stone. Um the, the, the most popular thing right now is quartz, uh, and uh, it's very, very resilient, you know, from scorching and staining and whatnot. I mean, the technology has advanced, I mean, tremendously. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, it's still done. Uh, it's just more the cost-effective option uh, for getting your countertops done. Quar- uh, quartz is or granite is? Granite is. Gran- oh, really? It's more yeah. cost-effective. Yeah. It, most of the time. there's Obviously, you'll find exceptions to the rule. Uh, there's, you know countertops that are fabricated mm-hmm. or I'm sorry they're um, they're the, the stone is fabricated itself right okay. so a lot of those will get uh, it can get cheaper um, but uh, for the most part your granites are going to be a little bit cheaper mm-hmm. uh, and then the quartz I mean 90% of what's installed is quartz you do still have marble uh, in some instances but the quartz looks just as pretty as the marble yeah. in many circumstances and people can't justify spending you know hundred, two hundred dollars per square foot on material. <laughs> it's just not in the wheelhouse. Yeah. Now I mean, and while that does sound bad, you're not talking about a whole bunch of square foot, but uh, it, I mean, it adds up. It adds up pretty Yeah. Quick. So I mean like you're a big kitchen. So you're saying marble is gonna be like hundreds? It could be. So and the difference being quartz could be uh I mean most of your quartz you're looking anywhere between twenty to fifty dollars a foot. I mean, some of it can get more, but I mean, for the most part, what people are picking is yeah. neutral. So you're getting two to three times the amount of material for the same amount of money. Right. Yeah. So you're talking about a countertop being between 3000 and the super design, beautiful, oh my goodness, look at your countertop. Right. 9000 for the same square foot. Yeah. Right. So it is a large amount, but in the scope of the remodel, if you're... If your island is going to be large and your big hallmark piece, you know, spending $9,000 out of a, you know, what's going to be, you know, could be seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 remodel. Right. You know, extra $6,000 to make it 
Yeah, it's next level. It's not that not that big of a deal. Yeah, right, right. That's just depending on what you were wanting to do, where you're wanting the design element, in the room to be, where the accents are going to be, and how your total project is going to look. Cool. Mm-hmm. And any, anything we hadn't we hadn't covered yet? Um, no. Uh, I mean, a, a little bit about us uh, from the installation side uh, because it is a little bit different. There's not very many companies out there that actually stand behind what they do uh, for large amounts of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of your warranties and flooring are going to be on the labor only. Right. And usually for a year or two, um, you know, they say, you know, oh, well, if something bad's going to happen because of the labor, you know, it's going to happen pretty quickly after the floor. And if that was true. Uh, okay, warranty well, it for longer. Yeah. Yeah. Warranty <laughs> it for longer. Cool. I mean, that's, hey, not a problem. Uh, so we actually have a lifetime guarantee. Okay. So not only is it a couple of years, but it is forever that you own the home. And if you're selling the home, uh, and if the house is sold, uh, within, I mean, a reasonable amount of time of selling the house, you can't five years down the road, transfer it to the next person that's going to have the house for 30 years. Sure. But, uh, for the lifetime that you own the floor, uh, we will stand behind our product. If something happens to the floor because of how we install it, we will, uh, repair or replace the materials, the setting materials, the labor, the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's the other thing. You know, some companies do have a 15-year labor warranty, but then they don't cover the product. So what that looks like is something happens to the floor, mm-hmm. and they should have installed because they didn't see this, and the manufacturer deems, yep, that is installation error. And the company says, okay, yep, our bad. Sorry, you've gone through all this hassle so far because it takes a while for manufacturers to get their act together. Right. It's been four months that you, or four months. It's been four weeks, four to six weeks. They've got someone out there. Yep, we are insulation error. The floor, flooring <laughs> company says, ah, our bad. You know, you paid ten thousand dollars for this flooring. Cool. The weight, labor, or the warranty will come in. Not a problem, Mister Customer. That's two thousand dollars. So as long as you come up with another eight thousand dollars, we'll use the, la- the warranty and we'll come and replace your floors, which is not <laughs> what you're wanting to hear. No. I mean, what do you mean? Y'all messed up my floor. Fix it. Oh, we absolutely will. That's what the warranty's for. But, you know, the warranty's on the labor. And it, it, some people get... Uh, it feels like shenanigans and trickery. And it gets even worse. Uh-huh. Uh, because they'll say, oh, no, well, we have a 15-year warranty and the product has a 25-year warranty. So you're good. Well, no, that's not true. Because if you have to use their labor warranty, it's because the ma- the product was installed incorrectly, mm-hmm. which voids the manufacturer's warranty. All the manufacturer's warranties are voided if it's not installed right. So then you do need to purchase the material. Those manufacturer's warranties are for defective product. And so they, they try to use you know the wording and, oh, yeah, look, it's like the same thing, but and people get taken advantage of. Chasing tails around it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And another, unfortunately, uh, the, the biggest one in our industry for is extra charges. Make sure that if you're ever doing a flooring project, you have a total and final price. There's no, uh, there's no additions for this. And, well, we didn't know it had this or we didn't know it had that. Mm-hmm. That's what you have flooring professionals for. Yeah. Uh, the biggest one in our industry is called float. It's leveling the floor. Right. It's concrete that's meant to flatten out the floor, not level it. It levels itself. Right. Uh, but it's meant to flatten concrete, the floor. Yeah. Correct. Um, and it's expensive. Yeah, it is. And unfortunately, people aren't as familiar with float. Uh, and you don't. You truly don't know how much you're going to need. Yes, if you're very, very, very skilled, 
you can kind of guesstimate by mm-hmm. walking on the floor where the low and the high spots are. Uh, but it's it's a requirement for the manufacturers to keep their warranties that the floor have a certain amount of pitch. Vinyl is very, very, very stringent on that right now. Um, and they don't know how much float they're going to need, so they don't include any. Or they include one bag for every 100 square foot mm-hmm. or 150 square foot, right? Which is enough to get started. And if there's extra, you know, we'll worry about that later. Right. So, well, no, no, no. Let's worry about it now. And then you ask, and, well, it's like, you know, can be $80 a bag. Most of the time when you ask ahead of time, they they know that you know, so right? So they're going to keep with the, the market average, which is like $30, $40 a bag. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know and you don't ask about it and you're trying to go, you know, well, hold on, you said this was 8000 I went with you because you were 8000 The other guy was 8400 What do you mean it's now $11,500? What <sighs> happened? Oh, well, we needed float. Well, what's float? Well, it's this. Well, how much is it? It's a hundred dollars a bag. Well, how many bags? <laughs> well, look, there's twenty-seven bags here on the floor. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. You just had the worst floors I have ever seen. <laughs> and then they take half of those <laughs> empty bags and load them back up in the truck to take them to the next job. Yeah. To show, hey, look, yep, you needed twenty bags. You know, fifteen of them they've made tens of thousands of dollars on because they keep reusing the empty bags. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's bad, and people don't know. Yeah. And it's it's right there in small print in the contract. Or if you ask, how much is it for float? Oh, don't worry. We include the float. How much float? Right. Is it, and, and then the way that it you get around that. It needs to be a follow-up that, question. Exactly. Yeah. The easy, the, to keep all the hassle out of it, make sure you have a closed contract. When you sign, I mean, you would never go buy a car if you didn't know the total and final price. Right. Never, ever, ever sign a contract that you don't know the total price of. It's Which, not a quote. What you just said, though, is people don't pay attention to that because what they try and do to you, and I'm thinking about the car thing in particular, mm-hmm. is rather than show you the last and final price, what do you want to pay a month mm-hmm. is the question they ask you. Yeah. Because then, all of a sudden, you don't care what the total right. is. It's... Can I afford it? Can I afford budget? it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and... And it, the way that looks, what that looks like in the flooring company is... Well, how much is your labor? How much do you charge per foot? How much do you charge per foot? There is literally, and I'm not going to name any names or throw anybody on the bus, there is literally a very prominent flooring company mm-hmm. in the Woodlands, Montgomery, Conroe area. Sure. That, uh, and I, I tested this myself. I've had customers that came in and would tell me, hey, this happened. Check this out. I went and did it myself. They came out to my house. They had the square foot, the per square foot price, and you take... This number, you multiply by this number, it should equal what the total is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't. <laughs> it's a number plus, you know, a it's certain percentage, yeah. you know, I guess for a tip, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, people are so focused on that per square foot price, the yeah. monthly payment in cars. They're yep. so focused on this that they're not paying attention to this. And it's the total price is what's important. And it not just being a total price, but a final price Yeah, by contract. Do not sign a contract that says, uh, we might charge later, we might not. Uh, yeah. We'll let you know. Mm. Because that, that can be dangerous. And it's people don't know it, uh, but if you go and search float scam online, mm-hmm. it happens often. And you just you don't know what you don't know. Like it's actually it's called late. a thing. It's, 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 it's a float called sc- a float scam. And it's it's mainly prevalent down south because of the concrete foundation. Whenever they're pouring your foundation, they're not trying to make it perfectly flat. They're trying to 
get it done and get on to the next house. Sure, yeah. Right? And it, even then, even if it was someone was trying to make it flat, you know, it dries. And the, it cures. the nature yeah. of it drying or curing, the, the water leaves and it will change the how it's, you know, bonded yeah. together, which will cause dips and gaps and and you just have to repair that. Hmm. How, I mean, like, I'm, I'm sitting here wondering, like, I wonder why, I mean, I, I assume it's just because people want their projects done, why they don't have it floated after the foundation is done. A couple order, reasons. Yeah. It's not always needed. Mm. Right? Carpet, doesn't matter how flat the floor is, it's carpet, it's soft and fuzzy. You don't yeah. need it, and it's an extra cost. You know, you got to think about it. Uh, uh, the Average. Right, mm-hmm. large scale averages. You're look. You're usually using about a bag of float for every 60, 70 square foot. Um, now it's an average, right? right? Some houses don't need any. Some houses need a lot. Right. right. I had a, ba- a house one time that we did. Uh, they needed thirty bags of float for a six hundred square foot area. Mm-hmm. Just a tremendous amount. And had that been anyone else, you know that, you know, seven dollars a square foot times. Uh, six six hundred square foot, you know, forty two hundred bucks times thirty bags of float and a mm-hmm. hundred dollars a bag. Is it a hundred dollars a bag? Uh, if you don't ask about it ahead of time, uh, you'd I'm be surprised out there how many. That's what people are charging for is hundred dollars a bag. Mm-hmm. Like, is it like a hundred dollars a bag installed? Yep. Okay. Yep. That uh, makes more sense. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's reasonable. That I'm just saying, like, makes sense it always, at all, no, I mean, like, if you're telling me, like, <laughs> if, if I had to go to the store and it was $100 a bag, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. But if you're telling me it's $100 a bag installed, yeah. that in my brain, that makes way more sense than. Yeah. In the, in the marketplace for people that charge for float, usually, you know, $25, $30 a bag is fair. Installed. Uh, installed. Okay. Yeah. The, the actual bag of concrete itself, uh, I mean, depending on what kind you get. Right. I mean, it could be, you know, 25 bucks at Lowe's or Home Depot, you know, obviously the flooring companies that buy it, they're buying it in bulk. Time, yeah. Don't pay that. But I mean, if you were to go do it yourself, you know, it is self-leveling. There's not a lot to it. You put it in the bucket, put the water, mix it up and pour it on your floor. Yeah. Right. So there's not a lot of labor associated with it other than carrying the concrete, but it's, it's unfortunate that houses are so different uh, to answer your question. You know, carpet, you don't need it. Uh, tile, you really don't want to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and get a lot more into the details of that. But float is concrete, mortar is concrete, foundation is concrete. And if you start doing different layers, sound reverberates differently through each layer. Okay. And so if you have areas that have a big patch of float and then you put mortar on top of that, it sounds differently. And unfortunately, that sound is hollow. Most people uh, think of that as hollow. Now, if you have a, a hollow spot in your tile, it's different, right? right? It's a very pointed, you can usually draw circles where that hollow spot is, but if a whole area sounds hollow, it's because they had to put a lot of float down. You know, the, the best way is to use extra mortar. That way there's not, you know, the difference in the density of the material, the right. substrate. Uh, it's more expensive that way, sure. but it gives you a much better install. So you don't want to put float preemptively down because give you a less installation Mm. plus um i mean there's there's no reason to do it from the builder's side because it's a cost that doesn't need to be there i mean most of the people are gonna you know take it up and do something different anyways and you're just gonna be ripping it all up if you glue down hardwood for example if you Mm -hmm. put tile on top of it when you take out that glued up hardwood all the floats coming with it 
Mm. You know, the glue, the, uh, the it's stronger than it's that. meant to adhere and chemically bond to concrete. Yeah. And the, the concrete sticking to itself is it, not going to uh, adhere the same way. So the glue takes up all the float with it. So now you got to redo the job anyway. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Which is why float is so prevalent. Uh, carpet, glue down wood and tile jobs usually need the most float. Uh, because if there's laminate, vinyl, or a floating hardwood, yeah, there's usually it was floated to some degree ahead of time by the previous people that did it, and so there's if you need some, it's usually not much, right? Okay. But if you're taking out carpet again, tile or glue down hardwood, which is all over the place, uh, you're gonna need a lot of float, mm. and that gets that scam really irks me, man. Oh, you'd be surprised. You want to get irked more. <laughs> Google it when we're done with this. You'd uh-huh. be surprised how many people in this area. I mean, common. If you go look at reviews of some of the uh, other flooring companies in the area, yeah, most of the bad reviews are due to either something happened during the install or extra charges. Mm. I mean, it's it's unfortunately it's well known in the industry, and so it's uh, it's commonplace. It's like yeah. a, that's just part of it. Yeah, you know, there are some flooring companies out there. That, and we are one of those, that it is a total and final price. Right. It's required for the installation, so I'm not going to charge the customer for it. I mean, yes, we buy it a whole bunch of it in bulk, and, you know, so it's much, much more cost-effective, but it's not worth it to have that, you know, that last point of contact with the customer to be, ah, uh, sorry, it's... Trying to get you for a little more. Thousands more dollars. Yeah. You know, even if it's hundreds more dollars, you know, you can spend a week in someone's house turning into something beautiful that they love. Mm-hmm. And then that's what you leave them with. Yeah. It just, that's not how we want to operate our business. And so it's easy enough. To but it's, it's a company that's not valuing the relationship I mean, right. because like, like you said earlier, they, they, they're probably looking at the numbers going, I'm not going to see this person for 13 years, mm-hmm. you know, because we already got it. We're already yeah, in the house. Yeah. Might as well get it for all that we can. Let's give them a low price at the start and, you know, put a change order in there halfway through the yeah. job. And, oh, no, now we're more expensive. But by that time, your floorings are all demoed and all torn up. And what are you going to do? You're going to kick these people out of the house and yeah. get on my schedule and wait two weeks? No, it, by that time, you're just... This is this is away. why it's, it's, it's important, I think, because, like, uh, on Facebook, a lot of times when I see this, people will say, I need a recommendation for, you know... And and, and and you and I you and I both know this that there are groups of people out there that exist solely for the purpose of tagging their friends, yep. even though they've never used their services. Yeah. And they're they are literally there just to spam people's comment section yeah. with their buddy's name. Yeah, that's a big thing in the neighborhood groups, right? Yes. Now. Mm-hmm. And instead of um I need personal testimonies. I need someone that you've actually used and done business with. It's a totally different question. You know, because you if you ask that question and you say I I need I need uh, like I need a plumber that you've actually had clear a, a line in your house. Mm-hmm. And someone says such and such is the best in the business. It's like, okay, you didn't answer my question. Yeah. You're just spamming my box you're at not this even point. Listening. Yeah, you're not you're not yeah. paying attention. You don't know the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. It's like and if people just learn to like just to ask that question, then they know exactly who to ignore. Yep. Because there, there are so many fake players out there that just want to boost their buddy's business. And like, I, I get it. You're being loyal to your friends and all that kind of stuff. Yep. I, good for you. Mm-hmm. But like, 
people want to know who you've actually done business with. They, they want to know your actual experience yeah. with, with someone. Um, and, you know, you don't want to be the guy in the comment section that causes someone to have a really bad day. Absolutely. Because you just blindly referred somebody. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, even even not as nefarious as that, you know, someone has a good experience, they put it on there. Right. You know, uh, I mean, I would say for any business that's been in business for longer than a year, you're halfway decent at doing whatever it is that you're doing. More than likely. More than likely. Most of the time, you're doing a good job. Right. But it's how people take care of the problems, the back end stuff. Right. You know, the most popular thing when people go to look at the reviews you can have a hundred five-star reviews. They want to read the one star. They want to read the one star. And yep. that is very, very true in flooring. You want to see what the one stars are. Yes, usually the, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But you want to see what it was. Was it extra charges? Was it just they didn't come to jobs on time? What, what was the reason for those bad reviews? And how do they take care of it? Yeah. Right? Uh, because you can. You can have, I mean, you can have one person that had a great experience because it was just a layup, easy install, and the the stars aligned, and it was and great. And most people do; they do a good job. Yeah. But it's the time where something goes wrong, right? What, yeah. Well, what happened? Well, did, you know, did you have to? You recommended these people. Did you have to pay? You know, an extra three thousand dollars for this? And like, no, for us it was like two hundred bucks. It's like, well, well daggum. <laughs> I mean, three thousand dollars—that was twenty percent of this entire project. Yeah. And they just, because it's something that's common, they just go with it, you know. In construction and general contracting, it's common that things change during the installation yeah. and there's, you know, change orders and there's things that's got to happen to be do differently. Uh, and it's just, you don't know, right? So, And a lot of people won't speak up just because of fatigue. Like they're tired yeah. of shopping. They're like, well, I got him here now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah, but the big thing, the big thing is you want to make sure that you're, you're protected. The last place you want to be is with a half-installed floor, and they're telling you they need more money, yeah, or else you're not going to get your floor finished. And it's just you're stuck between a rock and the hard place. They have you, and you thought that you did good, you know, shopping around, and you know, not necessarily went with the cheapest company, but you went with the one in the middle. It's got some good <laughs> reviews, and you thought everything will go right. Well, unfortunately, you know, your slab is not as good as some of the other ones, and. There's a very good reason, and you signed next to the paper that said, you know, we didn't include float, so there is going to be extra charges for it. Well, now you know why they were one of the more cost-effective, yeah. and it didn't figure into your calculus, and now it's too late. So always make sure when you put your name next to something, and this is a good rule. Unfortunately, it's not, you know, something you can always adhere to in construction, but it's a pretty good rule across the board in any kind of construction jobs. It's, it's tough, you know, uh, it, general contracting is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it plays in obviously with flooring and stuff and a lot of in their industry, you can't, I mean, there's, there's so much of that that changes, but for flooring specifically, mm-hmm. you absolutely uh, should be able to give a customer a exact and final price beforehand because we do and we're, we're, we're doing pretty good. Good. Excited to hear it, man. I'm excited yeah. to see what you guys are going to do. And I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, this is, Everybody that I've talked to, uh, even uh, like uh, water restoration companies, mm-hmm. they are super excited because, you know, uh, dealing with insurance is not people's favorite pastime. Sure. Nobody's really good at it. Uh, and they're in business to make sure they keep 
the most money that they possibly can. And you know, there's no, I mean, there's guidelines, but there's no set rules. So each different one is different. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you go out to meet that client, you don't know, you know, the insurance company has approved this one corner of this one room. Like they're not even going right. to do the whole thing when it's all one continuous floor. Like, okay, I go out there to match the floor. Well, that's not what's going to happen. So now, well, we don't have the right floor here. So since we're not going to match it, well, we're going to try to get the insurance company to do the whole thing. Okay, well, now, you know, since we're doing the whole thing, what color do you want? Well, I want something drastically different. Well, I brought something to match the floor. (laughs) I didn't bring something that, you know. And so being able to have all the samples there, hey, not a problem. Do you want something lighter or darker? Cool. I'll go get it in the truck. I'll be right back. Taking care of the first, second, and third meeting with the client on the first meeting, like, hey, we've got these plans. This is what we're going to do. It helps, you know, the, the client because they're like, okay, we're done. This tragic thing that's happening, they've got holes in their ceiling and they're walking around on concrete. I have a plan. If mm-hmm. insurance says this, I've got this plan. If insurance says this, I've got this plan. Like, I know what's going to happen. Let's just go see how much we can get this taken care of and we can go that round right it's better for the water restoration company because they don't have to worry about it they know what their clear plan of attack is and what we're going to do depending on what the insurance says that they're going to do to help out the situation yeah and it's all taken care of we don't have to schedule and be going all over town three different appointments for one house which we absolutely will do Mm -hmm. with a smile on our face to make sure that it's done right but now it's not needed all right having all those samples having everything there the first time Gives the customer peace of mind, gives the uh, the restoration company peace of mind, gives us peace of mind because we don't have to be, you know, schlepping a 16-foot box truck <laughs> down to Missouri City from Atascacita right. every day. <laughs> <laughs> no fun. Yeah, no fun. But uh, it, it, everyone that we talk to is pretty excited. You know, they, they, oh, they've seen the little, you know, minivan-sized mobile showrooms driving around, but then when I show them pictures of the box trucks and what they're going to look like, they, uh, they're pretty excited to see it, just to see it. Yeah. So you guys are going to have your signage up on the sign of it. Everyone's going to know who it is rolling down the road. Oh, yeah. And that's that's going to be money right there. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, anytime yep. you can get your brand out there. Yeah, probably my face <laughs> on the side right there. That's, well, that, you know, that's how you bring it. And yours on the other side. I'm, I mean, I'm in. Everybody knows your face. a small fee. <laughs> <laughs> Nominal. Nominal. It'll be much less than uh, float. We'll, we'll go shoot some. Uh, we'll shoot some vinyl samples. That, call that needs to happen. We need. We need to. Sh- <laughs> yeah. We we need to go over here to. Um, hey. Oh my gosh. I'm, There's a few of them. Saddlebrook is out here. I'm, I'm trying to think of the one that's Black, over here on uh, Blackwood. Blackwood. Yeah. That's the one we can do it at. I'm, those those I'm are my down. buddies. They'll let us. They'll let us shoot anything over there. Hey, as long as I get to the have some of the pieces to take them back to the show and be like, look, this one actually is bulletproof. <laughs> I'm down. We need, we need multiple calibers. Yep. So is, yep. Talk well, about th- it and this is what we can do. We need to make it a competition between the manufacturers. You know, I like, could get material donated. That's not a problem. Yeah. We can have a shoot off. <laughs> <laughs> what a great thing to have in Texas. Look, right. You, you can shoot this floor. Shoot your floor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely got to make sure you know who you're talking to for that one. But uh, what a great uh, pitch that would be. <laughs> you can shoot this floor. Listen, ma'am, <laughs> lifetime guarantee, I have shot this floor. <laughs> Look. <laughs> and not just my nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's, that's we start with We start with the 22 and just we sort of ratchet it up. I mean, you joke about it. I'm, I'm in. All in. Yeah, 
We could have fun. I would love to have that hanging in the showroom. <laughs> we can make it happen, man. <laughs> this is a 20 mil wear layer, and here's the 22 mil wear layer. <laughs> here's how far it goes through. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make a couple calls. <laughs> I, I'm, I know I can get the range time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get the material because I really think, I mean, you should see this stuff. I, I mean, it really is. Very, very hard to damage. It would not surprise me if some of the smaller caliber bullets mm-hmm. don't penetrate. I mean, it, obviously at certain distances, but I was going to say we need, we need, to, we need, we need. There needs to be some science involved. We mm-hmm. need some distance. We need caliber, mm-hmm. and we need brands. Um, and we'll. Uh, I would actually be very, very interested to see because I mean, you know, tile. It's very, very sturdy once it's installed, but it's. I mean, until it's installed, it's shatter it. chipping, yeah. shattering. Uh, you know, the vinyl is a very, very, very resilient floor. Mm. So do you think, do you think we just need to do this with just vinyl or do we need to like show how like vinyl can stand up to more versus wood and laminate? And Well, I don't know how much, uh, it's resistance to gunfire will play into, into purchasing decisions. Uh, cause it's not really, a something that traditionally is run into in the home. Sure. So I it's don't not, know it's, how It's not about I the would. selling point. It's about the spectacle, Adrian. <laughs> I mean, we could shoot it whatever you want. If you, if you want to shoot it wood, laminate, vinyl, yeah. whatever, we could shoot at it all day. I, I promise you, if we create the spectacle, it, it, this is like the Field of Dreams, man. If we, if we build it, they will come. <laughs> we, and, you know, with, with the millions of views that we would inevitably get, Somebody's going to buy something. Hey, uh, you know, flooring convention uh, a couple years back, we, we mentioned the, the, the waterproof laminate earlier. They actually lit some of it on fire. That was going to be my next suggestion. Lit it on fire and it didn't scorch. We need to get the boring company, not a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> get, get old Elon. I mean, he's, he's just down the road in Austin. He can send us one. I'm sure. Yeah. It's a write-off. Yeah. We need to see how. I mean, because then we can then we can start doing some testing. I mean, I could do a lot of. I can think of a lot of things to do with <laughs> flamethrower. <laughs> uh, we're 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 planning out lots of content here. I, I'm liking it. This I is like, going to be this is going to be a series. That's right. <laughs> this one show has turned into a series. All right. So, are you ready? Are you ready for the most popular part of the show? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's you ready? Hear it. Okay. Here we go. The final four. Everybody loves the final four. Final four is the same four questions that we ask every single one of our guests. You've answered them before, but I'm actually interested to see if your answers have changed. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. What is the must-have tool that you won't leave home without? Must-have tool. Hmm. Must-have tool is going to be the laser measure. Laser measure. Laser measure. Uh... Uh, I mean, it's, uh, and proper software. Uh, honestly, let's change my answer. I'd say the proper software, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, to be handle, um, your project estimating. Okay. Um, uh, the laser measure is part of that, but having the proper, so you're cheating. Yes. Okay. It's Got it. cheating. Just want to be clear. And, and, and <laughs> you know, expanding on cheating, it's take the human error out of it. I got you. you okay. Know, there's, there's so much technology out there that will, uh, take, most of the human error out of it, you know. So does it, the laser measure, it actually hooks up to a piece of software? Is it, so is it like, is it mm-hmm. Bluetooth? Is it yeah, it works okay. uh, Bluetooth and will link to uh, different measuring devices and actually will create the whole 
floor plan for you. You will have a blueprint of your house mm-hmm. by the time it's all said and done. So the, you know, is it like a deal you down, just bring drop in the middle of the room? It just kind of does it for you or how does that work? No, there are uh, ones that do that. And it could just be, you know, fear, but I, I don't trust it. Trust it yet. I haven't <laughs> played with it. And that could just be just ignorance on my behalf. Uh-huh. Uh, but the laser measure that Bluetooth, the measurement to the phone, mm-hmm. having the proper software that can take that and turn it into something that you use. I mean, cause back in the day, you hand draw the things. Sure, yeah. And it can look great and you get to the end and it's like, wow, that's really cool looking. And then in adding up each of the different rooms, you know, you transpose, you know, you put 15 by 17 for the living room and then you go to calculate, you know, 15 by 17 and accidentally put 15 by 7. <laughs> it doesn't register that one. Yeah. And you're just going and writing because you're doing, you know, 20 different rooms and you, you make that common error and mm-hmm. you write down for the living room you know 74 square foot when you know it was 400 square foot right now you've shorted yourself right so you're not making the proper amount of money that you should right you've shorted the customer on which, material on material yeah. which you know hey great news they got a whole bunch of material for free because you messed up and you should fix the problem right but what does that look like to the customer we got a much of that stuff is special order so I've got to stop what we're doing because we've run out of material, wait another five days, and I've got to try to get the guy's schedule back out there, which is, you know, when you're trying to do it and you know, at, the, at the last minute, nothing goes according to plan when it's done last minute or rushed. Right. right? Uh, it just it turns into a mess for the customer. It's a mess for you. It's a mess for the installer because now they're getting, you know, paid the same amount, and they have, now I've got to schedule having guys out there, and it's just, it's a mess. Yeah. Right. And it's easy human error that doesn't need to be there. So my answer to your question, <laughs> albeit was very long-winded, but <laughs> software. software, having the proper proper software. All right. Number two, what is a project you've walked away from? Ooh, project I've walked away from. Got one hanging tar. over your house in the house? Oh, tar. Okay. Tar and screed. What is that? Oh, I don't know what that man. is. So um, hardwood. Like we mentioned before, most of our, uh, we don't have basements, so this, the foundation is concrete. Right. Uh, so you can't nail down solid hardwood. Okay. Right. Solid hardwood is not something that is done here in the South because uh, we have engineered hardwood. Right. Um, but unfortunately, there are people out there that think engineered means fake. Okay. Fake hardwood. And it's not right. Well, unfortunately, they're incorrect. Uh, back in the day, to have before engineered hardwood was around. Eh. Uh, you usually don't see tar and scree before houses built in the 80s, but look, check to make sure, uh, which is, again, another podcast, <laughs> uh, another episode, sorry. Uh, but tar and scree, what they would do in the foundation is they would leave the living room or living room and entry sunken in. Okay. Right? There's actually a concrete step down in the foundation. And the purpose of that is so that they could put tar down and then put wooden two by, it used to be two by fours, and create ribs in the floor. Okay, so I think I've seen pictures deck. of this that I think you showed me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you have a deck on the floor, right? So now you can then take your nails and staples and staple in a solid hardwood floor. Right. And that's how they did it back in the day before engineered hardwood. Well, we have engineered, right? And now you can glue down floor, glue down hardwood, and while it's, uh, you know, not the best... 
you can glue it down. It feels very solid and it will last because it's engineered and all the layers help keep the water down. Uh, but tar and scree is unfortunate because if you're not, if you don't know what you're looking for, mm-hmm. it can become a mess. We know tar causes cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and you can't take the tar out once right. it's there. And uh, so the only solution is to cover it with concrete. I mean, that's that's really the only viable solution uh-huh. or to go back. I mean, you can go put back another wood floor on top of it, but again, tar causes cancer. Right. Not good, right? So for safety and health, you really should cover that up with concrete and, and, and build on top of it from there. So whenever uh, I will go out to a house and you, you can tell the signs of this is a tar and scree job, it's... Uh, your, your, your quote that what you talked about in store or over the phone mm-hmm. is wildly different. Yeah. So it's taking out that floor, taking out the screes, pouring concrete before you ever start on the floor. It's a lot different of a price point. Yeah. And it's something that has to be there, uh, unfortunately. And, you know, oh, well, the four other places that came out, none of them told me about that. Sorry. Hey, <laughs> I, I cool. I get it. Yeah. And you know what? I could be wrong. You know, it could just be some weird thing. Uh, man, let me tell you, there are weird things. I had a, a, a very, very, very happy customer of mine one time. Uh, actually started out like this. Uh-huh. Uh, I noticed the floor was weird, and I went and found where they were separated, and I saw what I could see was at least three different layers of floor. Ooh. And so I told him, and I even showed him, like, hey, look, this is an issue, because underneath this, there's also going to be this tar and scree at some point, right, that we're going to have to go over. Yeah. Well, how much is that? Well, it's 1,200 square foot of tar and scree, you know, and pouring concrete, you know, and all the labor at that time was like 650 a foot. Mm-hmm. So it drastically increased the price. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. We're going to do that. Well, he was having someone else do the job, and as they're tearing up the floor, the floor oh, what do you know? There's tar and scree down there. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's change order. This is going to be a different price. Yeah. And he immediately stopped, called me, Hey, you're right. They're now trying to charge me this. It's like, hey, um, I'm sorry, but here's what we're going to do. And it was expensive, but it was required because they just put layer on top of layer of floor and you can't. It's not a couch. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you just, you can't do that. Yeah. So those are jobs that I will absolutely walk away from. Yeah. I would too. I mean, I'm doing it for the customer too. Yeah. I mean, because obviously they're going to listen to someone else. And unfortunately, that's going to be a very uncomfortable situation where however it turns out mm-hmm. it's not going to be good yeah all right number three how do you wind down at the end of a long day oh food 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 yeah food coma all right Any, yeah. anything in particular got your palate these days oh no uh chick-fil-a is always a good one <laughs> uh chinese food if i'm lucky but uh yeah no getting a having a nice day where you realized, man, I forgot to have breakfast this morning, and it's 7 p.m. Yeah. I need to get something to eat. And you sit down on that couch, turn on the TV, mm. and just start eating. Very, very relaxing for me, and it's usually a very easy way to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a little food coma. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right, number four, last one. One of the best pieces of wisdom or advice you've ever received. Not the absolute best, but one of the best. Okay, one of the best. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many. <laughs> Honestly, there's so many. Um, 
you can't fail at anything. You either win or learn. Okay. That's a that's a good one. And I dig then, it. Uh, Do you know where you heard it from? No. Best guess, probably Fortune Cookie. Fortune Cookie. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I had to guess, or some movie somewhere. But, you know, sometimes you just hear something and it connects with you. Yeah. You know? And... and uh, so what is happiness. it? You can't you can't fail at anything. You can only either win or learn. Is that what it is? Yeah, you okay. can never fail. You you can let yourself fail, but you can't uh, fail something. You either succeed in it or you get better. You learn from your mistake yeah. and and not make it again. And another one, uh, people can't uh, actually better than that one. Um, people can't control the way you feel. No one can make you feel sad or happy or angry. Mm-hmm. You have to let them. And so why would you? Yeah. So many times I've had salesmen that there, something happens in an install and the customer's yelling at them and, and you know, they're getting upset because they just want to fix the problem. And then you know, by the time they get to where they're not emotional and they can actually logically process What's and going, fix yeah. this problem, 30 minutes has gone by and the customers want to know what you found out and <laughs> you haven't done anything because you've just been upset. Yeah. You gave them control of your circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have, don't have control of your emotion and you let it run wild and you can't fix anything. So yeah, don't let anybody else control you. If, if you can let someone else get you emotional, they have control over you. Yep. Yep. All right. So it's the final four, but there actually is just a uh, last question that we like to, uh, to sneak in here. Um, if people want to find you, how do they get a hold of you, bud? Oh, good question. Uh, so we do have a, a very big uh, presence that we are growing on uh, social media okay. uh, and uh, Google. Um, uh, you can reach us by phone, uh, but we've got a lot of ads going on in the area. So clicking on any one of those ads that mm-hmm. have in-home floors, uh, even if you just want to stop by and say hi, yeah, uh, click on it. That's probably the best way to get a hold of us Okay, uh, is... Uh, online social media it's very very easy to get our ass to start pulling up just like anybody else just think about flooring after you got up in the morning and boom <laughs> we're going to start showing up in your phone <laughs> like magic yeah like magic it's it's crazy how that stuff works yeah but yeah click on an ad and reach out to us uh i mean we are the only people in the company there are the ones that own it right so we are very, every single customer is extremely important and we handle right. each of the deals, you know, ourselves. And there, that way there's no issues, right? There's nothing that goes wrong. Awesome. I love it, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show of tonight. Of course, man. Thank you for yeah. having me. This no, is awesome. Man, anytime. We, we love having you on. You are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I am a wealth of ignorance when it, <laughs> when it comes to learning about it. So, uh, man, uh, thank you guys for joining us. I hope you learned something. I hope you got something from it. Uh, reach out to them if you need some new flooring, if you're here in the Houston area, or if you just have questions about flooring. If you haven't yet, click the like button. Share the podcast. You know, send us a message. Tell us you hate us. Whatever it is. Reach out, be in contact. Thank you guys.